Love Talk Radio. Hey, Felicia. Hello. Hello. Hi. You're here. We're here. We're good. Hi. How are you? Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Winchester Radio this evening. We're going to be talking about uh, this week's episode, Slumber Party which was Supernatural's version of The Wizard of Oz. And tonight we're very excited because um, our special guest is Felicia Day, who I think is The Wizard of Oz after after this past week. So uh, well, <laughs> welcome, Felicia, back to the podcast again. We're very excited to have you here and talk about this episode written by Robbie Thompson. Well, thank you for having oh. me, although I don't know if I'm a wizard. Um, although I hope I meet him one day in wherever Charlie is. So I guess we could say I'm a wizard by proxy. Like what, it's yes. like the Kevin Bacon thing. Seven degrees yes, or something degree. like that. Well, I think in supernatural land, um, uh, Wizard of Oz could easily be Charlie, the woman behind yeah. the curtain. It could totally take over. I don't see a problem. Well, I, I, I like the way that sounds. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And uh, this particular episode was uh, kind of a special rite of passage for Charlie because she's truly part of Supernatural now. She died and was brought back to life. Yeah, I was very so, relieved to hear that there was a rite of passage versus a uh, getting to page 20 in the script and then I die. <laughs> like, oh, um, I was going to yeah, ask, was that a little freaky to find out that Charlie died? And <laughs> the funny part was I did, I was prepped because I did have lunch with Robbie, and he's like, um, okay, so just so you don't get upset, you, you do kill you, but you're going to be brought back. And I was like, okay, because, you know, I've been killed in many a fine production, um, and I always try to spin it so that it's an honor to be killed by the best. And this would be would have been no exception had um, had I not risen again. But I do like the fact that I got to be alive again. That was that was a big bonus. Yes, <laughs> yes, for sure. We 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 would have missed you. Goodness, though, no one's truly dead in Supernatural. But it's it's nice to know that Charlie is alive and well and and in Oz with Dorothy, who is a very cool character as well. And, yeah, I loved I loved um, the interpretation of the world of Oz, and I loved the, the the spin on Dorothy as well that she wasn't just a little girl in a gingham dress; she was a, a real kind of warrior in a, in a way. And it, and uh, I thought that was kind of fun. And then I saw her style and and the way way that she was from the past, and her attitude was just so fun. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I said in another interview, I was like, she's like. Uh, She's like Indiana Jones and Amelia Earhart smashed together. So I loved it, and I thought it was really mm-hmm. fun. And, and the dynamic with T.O., the actor, she was so fun to be around. So I think that kind of shows if you have fun with other actors, there's a good rapport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She did a great job, too. You know, a nice, strong woman character, another one. Oh. Yeah, well, I mean, it all starts with the writing, and um, and there's, you know, there's some really good... You know, as as I guess uh, as 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 many women die on Supernatural, they do have a lot of really great characters who come through that are women. So uh, just another one in the in the lore, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. We, um, someone out from Twitter wanted to wanted us to ask you, do you know how much we love you and Charlie? Because seriously, <laughs> you have become a huge fan favorite. Well, thank you so much. I, I think I think the clue. It, I uh, I don't. You know, I'm always honored if somebody likes what I do. Um, but when you're on Twitter and literally my whole at reply uh, page is filled with Supernatural fans and, and how much they appreciated the episode, it really is awesome. I know you're not supposed to base your work, your, your self-worth or your work on feedback, but certainly um, the, the, the outpouring of love is just so amazing. And uh, I've been to, like, I was at New York City Comic Con last month and I can't tell you how many awesome Supernatural fans I met there, you know, really cool uh, women and girls and, you know, guys too, who all just was, it made me feel very included and part of the family and, and proud of, you know, I guess the combination of, of me and, and the part um, that Robbie and, and the Supernatural writing team created. So thank you guys. I do see all the tweets. FYI, nobody ever tweets or posts for me on any of my accounts, and uh, and I read pretty much everything. I just can't respond to everybody. Um, so, and then if somebody spams me to 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 say hello to Brazil, I've said it so many times. <laughs> That's the <only> thing. <laughs> Brazilians can be very persistent, <laughs> but it's pretty cool. I really would love to go to Brazil one one day to meet everybody in person because it seems like there's this awesome awesome fan base down there, and I don't know, you wouldn't make it. Uh, so anyway, yes, I see everything, and I appreciate every single tweet and every single every single uh, thing I, I get from the fans of the show. Speaking of, um, I know that this episode filmed um, the same week as the Vancouver Supernatural Convention. Um, we, um, Me and one of our co-hosts, who unfortunately couldn't be here tonight because she had to work, uh, were there, and we got to meet you it was awesome. We loved finally getting to meet you. Um, it's really cool to put I... a face with a voice, too, so it was nice meeting you guys. <laughs> oh, great. Thank you. Um, how did you like the convention? It was really fun. I uh, do a lot of conventions um, for my company, Geek and Sundry and the Guild, and everything I've done on the web. It's been a really important part of um, our, our, my world for the last several years. But the Supernatural Convention was definitely different. Like, it was very small. I don't think I've ever been to um, a convention that small. But the cool part was that I got to see people more than once. I got to kind of recognize them by uh, and remember their names, uh, a lot of them. And, and just having a, a deeper interaction with everyone was really fun. Um, I did notice, and I told this to Jerry, so on the set, you know, I tend to hug, like, really far away from people. So people tell me a fake hugger, but I'm not a fake hugger. That's just what I do because I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit, you know, I'm I'm kind of, uh, I'm always behind my computer, so I'm not like the most touchy feely person. So and everybody at the convention wanted to hug and everything, in front when they did photos, which I thought was at first I was like, wait, what? But then I started totally getting into it, and I guess the guys like, they they totally hug everybody. So I thought it was pretty funny. They were making fun of me during the week for being a fake hugger, and then I got so many hugs over the weekend. <laughs> and it's not intentionally fake. I'm just not good at it. I'm just an inferior hugger. That's all. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I, I, I'm sure that anybody who hugged you at a, at a supernatural convention, it was very 
very genuine. You know, nobody wants to make you feel uncomfortable, but I, oh, I no, they didn't. know it no, comes from a no, place absolutely. of love. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I totally, I, I, I was totally fine. But I had that in my mind. I was like, oh, no, don't. And it wasn't even, it's just the way I hug. I'm sorry. I just hug far away from people. <laughs> it's no, not intentionally fake. And then I got paranoid about my hugging over the weekend. So that's all oh, I know. I do not remember hearing anybody complaining about your hug, so I think you're good. Good. Guys teasing me, they totally teased in a very lovable way. Uh, And I kind of of invite teasing as a person anyway. I think when they tease, that means they really like you. So Mm -hmm. at least that's the way my brothers were, so. Oh, yeah, no, it's totally like that, exactly. But it was really Mm -hmm. fun. I love this. And there were so many people in cosplay. Um, I was just kind of blown away by all the artistry and everybody's outfits. There were there were some Charlies, but there were also like tons of Castiels, and and then the panel was really super fun. So I really liked it. I would I think I'm doing I'm doing one next month in Burbank. Um, uh, that should be super fun, and and I might be doing one next year. But um, uh, yeah. So I don't know if they're announced yet, but I know it's really nice. I I, I know you can't. Say yet because there's all sorts of things that go on behind the scenes to arranging conventions. Mm. But I go to the creation convention in Chicago every year, so I'm hoping for Chicago next year that you can come. So I can. Oh yeah, it just depends on if they ask me and if my schedule works out. I'm trying to kind of um, cut back a little bit next year on traveling because uh, the last couple of years have been kind of crazy, and I need to you know start working writing again on my own. So, but Mm -hmm. I would you know. That's the cool part about, um, you know, just doing uh, a few events during the year. Like, you meet so many people who love what you do. It gets you over those writer's blocks and all those kind of things. As a creator, you know, that face-to-face interaction with people is so important to know that um, you're, you're affecting people's lives or at least making them laugh a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or both. Both is good. Yeah. Uh, we ha- we've gotten some great questions tweeted to us for you. Um, oh, good. Lois, uh, Lois Elizabeth Funk wanted to know, what was your favorite scene after seeing the post-production? Um, wow, that's really cool. I, uh, I loved, you know, there are two scenes. The scene where um, Charlie jumps in front of the witch's bolt um, to save Dean that looks really that just looks amazing, and the stunt um, woman who did that I did not I did not do that uh, bash into the to the wall myself I did not um, there was a stunt person uh, but she's so talented and um, when I saw that I was like whoa ouch that that definitely looks like it hurt and it was real so that was kind of amazing to see the combination of the special effects and then the stunt work um, and then the aftermath which was um, you know, really, you know, the look on Dean's face um, when when Charlie is he obviously, you know, passed away on the ground. Like that's it was just amazing acting on um, uh, his part. So uh, that was pretty cool. And then, you know, every time you do green screen work, you never know how it's going to turn out. I mean, I did a whole movie called Red where I had no idea what the werewolves looked like. So um, it was a you know a fun kind of uh, sci-fi movie, and but I had literally no idea what they looked like. So you don't know, you're acting to something in your head that might not turn out to be real uh, and what's actually on the screen. But um, Oz, when they brought that to life, was just beautiful. And then the monkeys coming uh, toward the screen. I I just, 
you know, you see a lot of shows um, on TV that maybe don't have as great uh, special effects, but everything I always see on Supernatural, they do just like to the top degree. So I just love that, and it made it all more real and magical for Charlie to be going into this alternate world um, because they built such a vivid, uh, you know, picture of Oz. So I loved both of those things. And as an actor, that's not the first time I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it with you guys. So um, when I was live tweeting, I was like, whoa, that's amazing. <laughs> it really was gorgeous. We Supernatural seriously mm-hmm. has one of the best visual effects team. It, they just mm-hmm. really kicked it out of the put it out of the park this week. Yeah, no, yes. it was amazing. Oz was gorgeous and scary. The monkeys it's scary were really at the same creepy. time. Yeah, that's really hard, yeah. When they filmed the scene with the flying monkey coming straight at Charlie and she had to close the door, was there anything there that you kind of like sort of have you, okay, like look here and focus, or is it just there's going to be a flying monkey coming at you? Yeah, they just said there's going to be, like, danger coming toward you. And quite frankly, um, I was stubbing my toe so badly on fighting, pretending to fight with a door, that that look of pain and panic was because I was like, oh, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> oh, no. I was hurting my toe Method. over and over. <laughs> um, speaking of toes, that reminds me of those gorgeous red heels. Did you think of maybe trying them on at any point when you were filming? Oh, that's so funny. You know, I think they were like a size, they were too small for me. I have really big feet for a girl my size, <laughs> which is weird. Uh, I'm 5'5", five five and I, have a, I wear an 8. But I think those shoes were like a 7, I believe. So they were smaller than um, normal, but they were very snazzy. I have actually have a, a pair of green sparkly shoes like that myself um, that I bought like mm-hmm. on sale for $10 or something. But they weren't as pretty as those. I, I thought that was really cool um, to have sort of the traditional. You know, it was a really nice blend of the traditional thing that you think about Oz and then um, the, the, the the sort of twist. Um, because if you reinvent everything, there's no point that you feel familiarity with it. So I thought it was a really cool balance of what they did visually and, and story-wise with Oz. Completely agree. It was it was really great combination. Everything they did, including I love the idea of the poppy bullets, the poppy seed bullets. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That was really clever. Yeah. Robbie Thompson, mm-hmm. he's just amazing. He's written all four of your episodes, hasn't he? I I, I know. I don't know um, if it's possible to uh, to have somebody else write it a Charlie episode. I think Robbie's nailing it. I mean, nails it every time. I just it's mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting. It's very interesting. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I'm just so thrilled to work with him. I think he's so talented, and I love his sensibility. I, I have this, you know, the things that I love are, are exactly along the same lines that he writes that are just, they're epic and they're adventure and they're fun and imaginative, but they also have a, a sense of humor underneath. And I think that's kind of a tone that you don't see a lot on TV right now. Everything's very grim and either very, like, cool grim or, like, sort of, like, straight grim, like, once upon a time, which is fun. But, you know, I, I think the sense of humor with, with all the magical elements is, is really hard as a writer to pull off, and I, I love it. So every time I get a script, I'm just thrilled. Um, so this one is no different. Mm. Cool. Uh, have you thought of any of the uh, adventures that Charlie and Dorothy might be having in Oz? Um, I mean, I, I, I can only imagine, like, uh, 
how many amazing things they could be doing there. I mean, Charlie, you know, is, is this, she has this brain and she's like a hacker, but also she's so, you know, smart and intellectually curious. I mean, I could see just her wonderment in, in encountering everything in that world. And if you go by the actual books, you know, it's kind of a darker world than, than you see mm-hmm. everybody see with the musical. So I could imagine it would be amazing, like, uh, kind of encounters that they would have with other, you know, gathering other friends or just, you know, helping right wrongs. There's so, I mean, it's just a, a, an amazing world that, that Frank Baum, you know, invented. And um, to put all that modern twist on it, there's just a million. I, I don't even want to suppose, like, something concrete because uh, – uh, I mean, it's just there's too too many places to go with it. Mm-hmm. Very true, very true. I think Charlie could almost apprentice with Dorothy as a as a hunter, and apparently a one with a big time successful reputation. I mean, Charlie was talking about she started hunting a little bit on her own in this episode. We find out, and boy, if she's gonna learn from. Anybody, certainly Dorothy's one of the one of the one of the best, not all of the best. But. Well, yeah, but at the same time, you know, you're you're talking about a character who is from the 30s, so there's a lot of of world experience on the specific mm-hmm. technical side and sort of just the you know just human mm-hmm. experience and evolution that's happened that Charlie could bring to the table too. So I don't mm-hmm. I consider them in my mind they seem to be evenly matched in their strengths. Um, on the mm-hmm. same level, but they just have different areas that they're really good at. And, and obviously, mm-hmm. you know, she's going into a world that she doesn't bring a lot of knowledge about, so she could be relying on Dorothy a lot for that. But um, I, I do think that Charlie is competent, and I think, um, you know, having been hunting by herself a little bit, she's gotten mm-hmm. a taste of what it really means to be a hunter and, and obviously wants to pursue it even more. So this is like the perfect combination of her, you know, finding mm-hmm. magic, and wonderment, um, and doing what she uh, loves because she wants to be a part of that world. There's been talk of a supernatural spinoff starting um, sometime this spring, maybe, and I wish so much that they would do the spinoff with Charlie and Dorothy and Oz. That would be a freaking <laughs> amazing show. <laughs> you know, a lot of people have been saying that, and of course, that's a really cool idea. Um, I mean, from what I've read online, you know, that's it's a different. I guess they're doing a spinoff um, uh, that's set, I, I guess, in an urban environment, you know, here. So, I guess that's a different uh, thing that they are. They've had planned for a very long time. So, I'm. I mean, of course, it's going to be amazing. I'm sure. Um, uh, I mean, I love the idea of seeing Dorothy and uh, Charlie's adventures. I guess maybe I don't know if it's expensive, and I don't. I I can't even suppose about that, you know, I just, uh, I, I, I agree it would be cool, but, um, you know, whatever happens, you know, the things that happen, happen. And uh, I just, I do hope that Charlie gets to, you know, come back in some capacity and on some level. Uh, but, uh, you know, no matter what, she's definitely having some cool virtual, you know, adventures in Oz, uh, whether, we, whether anybody sees it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Shadowed Soul on Twitter wants to know, if you didn't play the role of Charlie, what is another role you have wanted on the show? A demon, an angel? I would love to play like a reform, like a demon, a renegade demon who's evil but has an overall good intention. So basically, you know, kind of 
like that sort of spikish quality. I always loved him. Uh, yeah. You know, he was, mm-hmm. he's kind of a bad guy, but not really. Um, that I mean, that's such an iconic character. But I've always, I do enjoy being evil. I've, I got to do it on Eureka a little bit, and I have to say that um, doing things out of the box are kind of what I'm interested in doing um, as we come into a new year. Um, people know me for a certain kind of role, and I'm um, I'm excited to either create or, or be a part of something a little bit off of that um, as we as we go forward in addition to the other things that I do. Um, so I think, yeah, I think playing evil would be super, super fun. Or evil, evil with a healed heart or so, or like a reformed evil person. You know, Mark Shepard is so evil, and uh, but he's fun. He just relishes being evil, and you have fun with him. Like he could have his own show because you kind of want to see him battling not being evil. <laughs> but... You know, he always has that look in his eye like he's grinning at you through the evilness. I just love that. love that part of his character and him in general as an actor. I have to say his scene in this episode when Sam and Dean asked him what um, the Wicked Witch said to him, and he just goes, (laughs) 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 Yeah. No, he's so funny. And, you know, he work, he's like the hardest working actor I know. He's on so many different shows. And he just brings something. He's just very present. And, and, and like you said, you know, like I said, he always looks like he's having a good time. Like he, he loves what he does. And I think that's infectious. Uh, yeah. He, he's been in basically everything. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think he's the master of science fiction shows. <laughs> Um, let's see, we've got another question from Twitter here. Um, it was, her name is Mary Gizzy15. She wants to know, uh, what do you think about an episode maybe where Charlie meets Castiel? I mean, a lot of people ask me about that, and I, I would love that. I mean, he's an amazing character, and I know that people were really had strong feelings about the episode before um, mine where he sort of couldn't stay around the bunker, which I thought was... I felt sad as well for his character. He's such, because I I love his his story arc this season. It's so fun. And he, you know, uh, Misha is like playing it so, so amazingly. So, um, you know, that's, it would be an amazing intersection. And I think uh, they, they, I think they would get along. I mean, (laughs) it's just me, but who knows? I'm dying for the scene where um, Charlie and Kevin meet. Because, I mean, two, you know, two characters I think that would be really great together would be Charlie and Kevin. Yes. Yeah, no, you're right, actually. And and Kevin, I mean, he's he's around. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that actually would be really fun. You know, the guys, it's interesting, in the last couple of seasons they've built up some really great supporting, you know, characters in their world. And I guess it's just a question of how much, you know, they're present in, in all their, their adventures they do together. Um, but, but the dynamic between them the guys and, and Kevin and the guys and Castiel and the guys and Charlie, like it feels like they really do have sort of an, uh, a, a, a sort of a support system in, in a way that they didn't in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, for a while there it seemed like all their friends were dying, but they've built up a really, <laughs> you know, a lot of new friends, so it's really helping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Lorraine, L-Y-R-I-L-Y-A-R-I-N on Twitter, wants to know if you've ever shot a real gun. I have definitely shot a real gun. 
my dad um, has taken me shooting several times. He's in Texas, so I guess it's just a little bit more natural. <laughs> and he was in the military as well. So I grew up in the military around a lot of, uh, mili- you know, on military bases and stuff. So I was definitely exposed to that stuff as a young age. Not that I'm particularly great at it, but I, uh, I have shot real guns. And it is very surprising in that um, real guns are almost easier to shoot than fake guns. Uh, they sometimes make less noise and have less recoil, depending on the kind of gun that you shoot. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of amazing that when you shoot a gun, it does feel like um, a video game, and uh, it's lethal. And it gives you this weird perspective um, of, of kind of, it's very frightening, actually, underneath how easy it is. Um, so, I, and I, I, I did it expressly not for fun, but just because I am asked to shoot a gun a lot. I've, I've shot a gun on several shows. Um, Dollhouse, I shot a gun on quite a bit. And Supernatural and a couple other things I did. And I wanted to make sure um, that I, I knew that sort of sense memory in my head um, so that I didn't look wimpy or as wimpy. <laughs> um, I was wondering, if you the, the scene where you kicked Dean in the nards, <laughs> can you tell us about filming that scene? Yeah, so the the stunt guy um, was a substitute for that that shot, um, and he was wearing a cup. But we did have to do it several <laughs> times with uh, oh Jensen. And he, there was a, I was having a little bit too much gleeful fun by pretending to be really super into it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that there was a look of like you better not like. It wasn't, it wasn't quite as playful when it was about the Nards conversation. <laughs> That's hilarious. And the the scene where everybody's watching Great Game of Thrones, kind of a slumber party in Sam's room. That oh, was that was like, so much fun. Yeah, that scene was different from scripted because actually it was reverse. It was Dean who had read all the books in the script. And the guys, you know, had this really interesting conversation because they know their characters so, um, you know, back and forth. Uh, it was, and they were like, you know, I feel like oh, this would be Sam instead, which ended up giving, um, you know, uh, I can't remember. You know, I, I, I can't say for certain, but I believe that it was um, Charlie and Dean who had the conversation toward the end of that scene, too. Um, so, but I'm not sure. It might have just been the, the reversal of the Game of Thrones conversation that the guys reversed. But you know, it, it's great because they know they know that what their characters would be do so well. And then, uh, in in kind of switching it around, they found these really fun dynamics between the two characters. And I guess of the two, Sam is the more geeky of them, so it made more sense. Mhm. That was a little more. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was I was just gonna say that that was one of those scenes where I kind of went hmm because I guess you know sort of brotherly stuff Sam making a little bit of fun of Dean for not reading but we have seen on the show that Dean does read quite a bit so yeah. but it makes more sense when you say that it's Sam in the Game of Thrones books because that is more I think Sam's choice yeah. of reading material so that makes yeah. a lot lot more sense so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that looked like a that looked like a fun scene to do. 
just oh, it was really fun. It was nice because it was a quiet. It was like a real quiet moment. I, you know, I love all of Char- Charlie's um, quirky kind of geeky references and everything, but um, it was it was kind of nice to have that moment. Um, even though there were geeky, there's I mean the geeky references are only like the top spin on the character, but like there was some meaningful connection there, and she was looking for advice, and I feel like there was two. It was really two humans being comfortable with each other, having a conversation, like a real conversation in that scene, um, and especially with Sam, who I don't think Charlie really hasn't had. She has had some great scenes with Dean in the past, but it was nice to finally show that 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 she and Sam could have a conversation like that too, like friends in a way. Mm-hmm. That um, actually goes to a question we had on Twitter from Book Doll. She said, Charlie seems to identify most with Dean. So what is your read on Charlie's relationship with Sam? Well, I, like, I mean, like I said, I think there's definitely a closer relationship in that um, Charlie, Charlie's sort of quick, sort of won't back down and, and, and sort of uh, 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 feisty attitude, definitely meeting Dean and, and kind of pushing his buttons in a way um, is a really fun dynamic. Um, because she's not going to be she's she's not going to back down if she really believes in something and she'll push the envelope um, and I love that sort of exasperation on his face too and, and his protective quality with it but it was nice to see like Sam um, and Charlie not necessarily that she's his equal of course you know there's still that little sort of little sister vibe but more um, it, it was nice to see that sort of like the the friendship. Thing, where she didn't have to be as sort of uh, um, uh, not aggressive, but like feisty with Sam. It was nice because you know he does have that sort of open quality where he's uh, he's just more vulnerable in a way, especially since he has been through so much recently. And that was nice to see that vulnerability. I think very you know. Mm-hmm. I agree. It was nice to see them. Talk. I that's why I, I hope Charlie comes back and visits again today. I'd like to see a little bit more of Charlie and Sam. Yeah. And no. Said, I mean, it's weird. You know, I don't. I can't tell you that. That's. I mean, I, you never know. It's. It's a. Mm-hmm. I'm just really glad to to have. Uh, you know, been on the journey as far as this, and we'll see if you know what happens in the future. Um, I mean, she does. It's a really cool character, and it's it's neat to have. The episodes that she's in, you know, I, I'm able to do so much. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie, I see, was wearing another fun T-shirt. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> for you. No, no, no. That's always Robbie being specific and awesome. I mean, the Saga share, like, Saga is one of my favorite comics ever, so that was kind of a thrill. And then... Um, uh, Sony four five one is a reference to Cloud Atlas, and it's done in in the font I believe of of Star um, Star Trek, so that's kind of like the mashup there. Um, but it was definitely my favorite part of Cloud Atlas, which uh, I think was brilliant in some parts and a little bit like confusing in others. Um, but that world was just so cool, and uh, to have that reference and and to have so many people uh, recognize it was pretty exciting too. Robbie's even cooler than me. Most, I mean, I, I think he's mostly cooler than me, but whatever. <laughs> um, and I thought Charlie's computer desktop had some interesting icons on it. 
Yes, there were some very interesting uh, icons. Uh, you know, there was a porn one, which I thought was hilarious. There was a supernatural one, which people thought was breaking the fourth wall, but it was really the supernatural books that she's collected um, because she was doing research. Um, and, uh, you know, I, uh, I thought it was pretty fun. But Robbie came up with all those um, to put on the computer. Um, and, you know, it was it was cool. It was cool to do all that work. Like, I love cooking things up anyway. I'm kind of that... I get most excited about getting like a DVD, you know, a DVD player or like a Xbox just so I can hook it up. I don't know why. It's really fun for me. <laughs> that scene was super good because I was totally relaxed. I was like, oh yeah, I know how to do this. <laughs> yeah, and Charlie had some had some great lines um, in this episode. I mean, she always has great lines, but there was even more in, in this one that I so enjoyed. I loved the little Amazon comment to Dean, like, you know, finding the books. Oh, a magical place. I oh, yeah. Amazon. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and, yeah, no. <laughs> and my absolute favorite was Ding Dong, bitches. <laughs> that was the most, definitely the most quoted of the night. I got thousands and thousands of tweets. Ding dong bitches, okay. which uh, it's, I mean, well. it's Charlie's phrase in a way. She always calls people bitches, but uh, but ding dong bitches mm-hmm. was like, I mean, just fantastic. It was so great. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, I, it's such a good time. It, it was you know you get you get lines like that and you can't help but have fun with them. Mm-hmm. It kind of sums up everything in the episode, you know, little Charlie, little eyes, mm-hmm. little I I beaters, just a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, it's pretty funny. It's uh it, like there's always a, there's always one line every scene you're like, "Oh, I can't wait to deliver that." And generally, you know, if not one, but more, but it's a very minimum there's always one line. Um there was one scene where uh in the episode where Dorothy and I, it's right before we go to the bunker after I get resurrected and I um and I was like, "Oh, um we have to go to the garage." And I go, there, there's a garage in this place? And I ran off and I went, oh, boy. And that was totally just a joke. And they kept it in. I was like, What's that wasn't in the script. <laughs> it was just this <laughs> funny thing. Because I thought it was so like, ah, oh, there's a garage. Because I was making fun of, I was kind of like making fun of, I, I delivered it in such a weird manner. Like at Groucho Marx in one, like on a rehearsal take, I was making fun of myself. So as I got off camera, I was like, oh, I'll just throw that in. And I cannot believe that I kept it in. It was hilarious. <laughs> Um, there's another good question from Twitter. Um, Shattered Soul says, what is another classic adventure that you would like to see on Supernatural? Another classic adventure. Oh, wow. I mean, just as far as, like, books kind of like Oz? Mm -hmm. I think that's what she means, yeah. Oh, got you. Um, wow, that's kind of tough. I mean, um... You know, there's so many great worlds that have been created. Um, I mean, obviously, I love I love Alice in Wonderland a ton. I know that they're doing That's that show, um, but it's so fantastic um, uh, that uh, the the world. I mean, Lewis Carroll's world is so fun. So I guess I would probably vote for that one. That would be really cool. Or um, I mean, I love the Fallout video games. So I love that post-apocalyptic thing, which is like completely opposite of what we're talking about, but. I mean, something like that would be super cool. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, if we're going to be crazy. Or space, I don't know. It's always cool to be in a spaceship. Why, why that would ever, none of, any of that would ever happen. It's, 
But I, yeah, I guess I'd say Oz. I mean, I guess, I'm, I, I guess I'd say Oz. I think I think an Alice in Wonderland episode would be great. I can just see okay. Sam and Dean. Yes, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can see Sam and Dean dealing with a giant rabbit and everything. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't wait for next week's episode where Jensen gets to act like a dog. That's going to be hilarious. <laughs> that looks hilarious. <laughs> um, let's see another question from Twitter. Um, Carolyn's Cakes wants to know how much is Charlie like you? And how much influence do you have over her character development? Um, you know, uh, the, I think Charlie is not me. Um, I'm not as actually um, bold or confident, self-confident as Charlie, to be honest with you. Um, and uh, I, I'm much less likely to get in someone's face or um, go, like, hunting things on my own. I would never do that. I can barely get my dentist appointment uh, arranged properly. So I hate, um, I'm like wary to cut in line ever. So I just let everybody go in front of me. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of the opposite of that. Um, so in that way, um, so I, I, I think that, um, you know, there are certainly are aspects to me. And, and, and you sort of find your, you know, those parts of yourself that you wish were more confident. You just kind of infuse them in, in, in your characters. So um, in, in some ways, Charlie's like me, but uh, in, in, in others, like, not at all. So, uh, um, and I don't have any influence of, of her character at all. <laughs> I mean, I think probably the way that I characterized her in the first episode influenced the way that Robbie and, and everyone else wrote the character later. So, I mean, you always do that when you have an actor and, like, sort of settle into the role and kind of, uh, oh, that it would be cool to see that person do this. I mean, that's sort of like the fun part of filmmaking and writing, I think. So I, I hope that some things that I brought to the character inspired them uh, as we would go along the way. But as far as, like, where Charlie goes or how she's used or, you know, I just know that if they call me up, I, w- I would love to, you know, work on the set because it's so much fun and the world is great. Good uh, comment here from DJ's Tweetarazzi. He uh, he says, um, does Felicia think that Charlie will be Glenda, the good hacker witch in Oz? <laughs> uh, I like that name. I, I love that. I think that um, I, I would be interested to see if they have the kind of technology that they have here in Oz. It's either like super technologically advanced by now, um, kind of like I just saw Ender's Game, so it's like that advanced, or... Um, it's like there's no computers, which would not be good for Charlie, although I, I did bring up the fact that um, Charlie didn't have her bag when she went into Oz, and I was like, well, I don't know if Charlie would actually leave without her computer. Um, but then then everybody pointed out, well, she didn't know she was leaving, so I was like, well, why would she bring her computer to the garage, which was a good point. Um, so I could only hope that there's some kind of asset that she – brings in that area. Um, otherwise, she's just going to be researching books, which is, uh, I hope, you know, there's something more than that she could bring to the table when they're in Oz. Um, so, yeah. A really um, good question here. Another one from Book Doll. Do you think Charlie's need from adventure comes from her mother's side? You know, we learned that she read The Hobbit and everything from her mother. I think maybe less so adventure than um, her love of um, fantasy and escaping and imagination and magic. 
I definitely, I would 100% say that it definitely comes from her mother, that love of all that stuff. Um, but I'm not sure, you know, it necessarily goes hand in hand that the adventure part um, is, is part of that. You know, I think there, it's not just, there is a century of adventure and sort of like having to be brave. I mean, Charlie's been on her own for a very long time. But um, at the same time, you know, the, the underlying part of why she wants to be a hunter is, I think part of it is the adventure, but also is part of a be- belonging. You know, she's, I think, at heart a very lonely person because she's had to be, uh, you know, lie to a lot of people throughout her life and, and be undercover in a, way, a lot of ways. So the idea that she can be who she is um, and she just wants to be a part of it, a legitimate part of it, to prove herself. And that's why I think, you know, underlying, that's what drives her. I have to say that I think one of the great, that's my favorite probably parts of the episode was you got to say the line. You got to say saving people, hunting things, the family business. That is like the line mm. on Supernatural. And <laughs> were, did you know how important that line was when you got to re- say the line? And yeah, the funny part was that I, I when I read the book, I didn't, I, I mean, when I read the script, I didn't know necessarily that it was that iconic. But then I was doing a lot of searching around about the books and you know, the lore of the books. And um, I did search that phrase to see, like, oh, okay, is this an iconic phrase? It seemed like it to me. And then I realized, you know, before we did it, that it was, like, so iconic and so important to the lore and, and to um, hunting in general. So uh, that, that was cool. I did try to have that in my mind, knowing that it was just part of, you know, the way that Charlie was talking at the time, but knowing that she had done her homework a lot, which she obviously does. Uh, she did a lot of it with those books. And it's so funny to hear the books mentioned again because it's been a while since, you know, we've heard about them. So that was that was cool to hear them, hear, hear them mentioned again because Sam and Dean, you know, the characters are actually known in the world, you know, in the supernatural verse, and you, we don't really think about that very often. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, so, but it just adds another more interesting layer to the show. I mean, it's it's uh, it's you know the the the, the show has gone so, on so long that it's able to sort of balance this sort of self awareness in a way that doesn't feel um, that doesn't feel distracting. It just feels so rich, and that's what's cool about a show that lasts this long. You really get to kind of dig under the hood in a, a million layered ways. Mm-hmm. I, I and of, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say the the book discussion scene in this one where um, Charlie says, "Oh, the unpublished ones were uploaded by Becky Winchester one seven six and then <laughs> the Sam's reaction and and of course the Jared. It was it was very 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 funny. Oh yeah, that was great, you know. And it was in, in the original script. It was Becky Winchester sixty nine, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> yes, <laughs> even funnier. <laughs> and then the whole. Um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say it was um, funny when Sam says, "Brings no no bells, no nothing, no whistle." So. <laughs> Very yeah, they were really hilarious when they reacted to that. Mm-hmm. Um, we everybody knows Jared and Jensen. You know they they kind of like to goof around every now and then. 
the scenes where they had the really deep possessed voices, which I assume were put in later in post, um, did Jared and Jensen do like funny deeper voices when they were doing the scenes? You know, they were a little slightly voice, but no, I mean, I, I, they definitely did lower their voices, and I was like, whoa, that didn't sound like that. But they, you know, they're such good actors that they totally acted with that intention, so it kind of sounded like scarier in person. Um, so yeah, it's pretty funny um, to see you know what they do with, what they do to enhance what is there um, in post production. But they were I was scared like the look in their eye when they come to, they, and they came toward me and then he was going to throw me through the window and everything like that was scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah I they had think, a, yeah having those two big guys coming at you like that would scare would be pretty scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and actually the scene where uh Sam's Sam has Charlie and kind of a chokehold and then Steve has a has a knife on her. That's a that's a pretty scary scene. Yeah, no, it was. Especially since, you know, you're 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 fighting that you know your you know, somebody you care about is being possessed, so you don't want to hurt them. Uh but uh it's kind of you know <laughs> the solution, hey, kick him in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Works every time. <laughs> yeah. Now, totally not supernatural related at all. Um, have you heard any word about maybe possibly there being the Doctor Horrible too? Um, you know, I, I think that everybody's very busy. Like they're very busy. Um, so with Marvel, basically. Um, you know, I guess Joss is, <laughs> Joss is definitely doing the Avengers 2, which is going to take a couple years, and then Marissa and Jed are doing an amazing job on S.H.I.E.L.D., which uh, I'm really, I am personally super glad that um, uh, the that Supernatural and S.H.I.E.L.D. weren't on the same night <laughs> uh, <laughs> this week. I was glad. I was like, oh, good, my friend's show. So um, I, I think that they're all really busy, unfortunately, and, uh, you know, what can you do? Like, you, you can only do so much in life, and uh, I, I, I hope that they go back to the universe at one point. Um, but I'm very excited for them that they're making, you know, some of the biggest things in the world in entertainment. And uh, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing and uh, and rooting them on the whole way. S.H.I.E.L.D. is a very excellent show. Any Have you asked talked about maybe having coming on to that show? You would be great. <laughs> well, I'm always honored to see um, if someone wants to work with me, but... Um, I, I, you know, I'm a writer myself, so I understand, like, it'll be the right time and right character, if, if at any, and uh, I'm just excited that they're doing so well, and, and that I enjoy the show the much, you know, the shows that I'm enjoying the most this season are Sweepy Hollow, and S.H.I.E.L.D., and um, Coven, American Horror Story Coven, which I hadn't even watched that show before, and it's, like, literally the highlight of my week, because it's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my top three favorite new shows this year. So yeah, I completely agree with you. Sleepy oh, Hollow. With you on Sleepy it's, Hollow. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's really good. I think it's just charisma. You know, it's just like Jared and Jensen. You have charisma between between two people. It doesn't matter what they're doing if it's ridiculous. And even if you could pick it apart later, like oh that didn't make sense. Like it doesn't matter because you're on a journey with two people you care about and have mm-hmm. um, you know. And, and and what I love about that show is that they're two. It's a man and a woman, and it doesn't seem like they're trying to get them together romantically, which I think is really cool. Like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. A man and a woman can work together and not be romantically involved, and I love that idea. Um, and I just love the world. It's so wacky that uh, 
that every week I'm like, what am I going to do? So American Horror Story is like that to the uber nth degree. Like, it's so crazy. <laughs> I, I, yeah, American Horror Story, I, I skipped out on the second season, um, Asylum. I started it, but I didn't finish it. But this one, yeah, every week I'm like, oh, I cannot wait to see what happens next week. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm enjoying Sleepy Hollow very, very much. I don't, I don't watch the American, the Coven. And I, God, I'm probably a minority, but after being so excited for S.H.I.E.L.D. and watching and loving all the Avengers movies and Spider-Man and everything, the show's not working for me. So, I don't know. I'm yeah, going to hang in there. So many, but yeah, you know, you just you just watch me watch. I I, uh, I haven't found any comedies this year that I'm, like, crazy about either. So, there you go. It's just, um, and that's what I usually watch yeah. a lot. I tend to just watch, I tend to watch British comedy on Hulu. That's exactly what I watch. <laughs> I've been watching a show called Miranda, which is amazing, and then um, the, li- the Librarians is like an Australian show. Um, so I don't know. The, sometimes comedies I think are just a little too broad for my tastes, and here it's just I like a little bit more subtlety, like you know, on Wilfred and Louie and stuff. I really love those shows too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tyler yeah. Hughes, twenty-five, wants to know if you have any new projects that you're starring in or producing. Well, I am um, I'm producing for sure. Um, it, this has been a year that I have, have not been as acting as much this year. Um, you know, the Guild ended in January, and uh, I've done two episodes of Supernatural this year, but pretty much um, uh, I've scaled back a lot. Uh, I've been doing a show um, on Geek and Sundry called Co-Optitude with my brother, but it's not really me acting. It's just us playing video games together because I sort of had a really hard time balancing everything um, together um, with all the things that I was working on. So I, I just needed to sort of uh, take a step back. Um, so I'm excited about next year because I'm I'm going to be a little bit more assertive about um, acting in more things and, and trying to come up, you know, with my next show that I, I write. Um, uh, it's just a little bit hard when you try to do too many things. Um, and so basically this year was kind of um, focusing on producing things, and we've made some really cool shows on Geek at Sundry that two that I'm particularly excited about have been in production right now. It's, um, it's a, uh, one of them is a superhero um, comedy show called Keeper, and it was created by Amy Berg, who actually um, was uh, responsible for creating Holly, my character, on Eureka for two seasons that I played. Um, and she's an amazing writer, and I love her to death as a person and as a creator. So I'm super excited for that show because the cast is amazing and the script was great, and, um, you know, it's going to be out probably in January. And then right now I'm really super in the middle of a show called Spooked, which I'm producing um, uh, that, you know, is a, um, is a paranormal um, comedy about a, a, a paranormal investigative group, and um, it's called Spooked. And uh, I'm knee-deep in that. We're doing... We were doing script revisions now, and we just did casting, and I, I, I got to cast some of my favorite people, um, which we'll be announcing later, um, and, uh, and we'll be starting shooting that next week. Um, and then there are a couple other projects that I've been, you know, working on the script with people, and then we're trying to get those made. So, um, you know, I tried to just do a little bit less this year, so I do everything better, and then, you know, I miss performing so much. I really honestly do. So next year is going to be a little bit about me maybe going, I mean, I've been, I've been not even auditioned for something. I haven't auditioned for anything in like four years. So 
we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm just excited to get back to being the creator role. Uh, But producing is amazing, and I'm really excited for these two shows that we'll have out. So uh, stay tuned for that um, in January on on our our Geek and Sundry show uh, network. Definitely. You you say that you've not been busy. That sounds pretty busy to me. (laughs) No, well, this is the problem. You know, I got... (laughs) I know, it's extremely busy. Like, I work all day every day, and then I'm down on myself because I didn't write a new show or I didn't, you know, act on another show, and I'm just like, Felicia, you can only do so much. And, you know, this is, like, the first year I've actually watched TV on a regular basis in, like, six years. So, like, um, and I'm a much better, you know, I feel like a much better person now because I'm a lot happier. (laughs) So, you know, yeah, it's all about prioritizing your world, right? And uh, I'm just so excited, you know, I still get to work on shows like Supernatural, which, you know, keep my... Performer juices going. And you recently cut your hair, and I think it looks fantastic. Thank you so much for that. You know, I I uh, I just went in and I just randomly said I was going to do it, and it was it was I would have not regretted it once. Honestly, I actually really like it. I'm going to take some new photos actually with it, and I'm like, okay, I'm spending all this money on photos. I have to keep my short hair. <laughs> so you yeah, know, it was I love interesting it. because. Yeah, well, Charlie was, you know, really the only obligation I had to my hair was Charlie and the fact that she went into this other world, you know, no one, who knows what's going to happen, and um, it's certainly legitimate if she were to come back that she cut her hair in Oz, I guess. Yes. Well, you know, in the movie, Dorothy did go to a beauty salon in Oz, so, you know, they are there. (laughs) They are there. The are ready. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, no, it's, so it's great. It's all good. Thank you so much for that, but I, I really love it. I might grow it out just a little bit longer, but in general I want to keep it short because it's so much easier, and I think it, you know, it's just different. I cut my hair short, very short, for the first time in many, many, many years back in January, and I love it. I am never going back to long hair. I know. Well, I had it really short when I was on Buffy, and then I grew it out just to kind of sort of reinvent the way that people saw me, and I'm like, okay, now it's time for the other way. <laughs> Mhm. I yeah, I loved your hairstyle on Buffy too, and the quirky little cap she used to wear and everything. Those were cute. Oh yeah, they used to dress me in crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was the most flattering, but it was certainly recognizable. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think you, your hair was kind of wavy, curly, and then on the la- when you were on the bus at the end, when you know after the high school and everything fell apart, you had. I loved that short hairstyle you had there in the final episode. It was great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, I, it's just a, kind of a relief to get back to it, and it's sort of liberating. I'm trying. I'm dressing more like a hipster now. I noticed with this hair, yeah, but it's fine. I'm, I can be a hipster a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one more question from Twitter real quick. Um, Deborah underscore Speaks wants to know, what is your go-to game to play? You know, lately I'm addicted to this game that literally is open in a browser tab right now that I'm looking at. It's called uh, cardhunter.com. It's a browser game. It's so ridiculously – it's simple, but it's just ridiculously addictive, and I love it. And it's one of the only games I've actually played, paid to play, like, a free game because I wanted to buy pizza. It's really weird. You just got to play it. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's my go-to as far as like, I just have an hour to play and I just want to, you know, kind of like blow, blow off some steam. I will definitely have to check that out. I'm always looking for a 
fun game to play online, so I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's really fun. Okay. Did you? Um, I'm sure we could sit here all night with questions, but I bet you don't have enough time to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna go. I have to go actually work. We, like I said, I have scripts to review for um, for Spoofs, which I'm very excited about. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm very happy to be on the show, uh, the, the radio cast uh, again, though. So thank you for inviting me again. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. We always have a great time chatting with you. Well, thank yes, you. Well, we hopefully appreciate we'll be able to do it again. And you're so so very very busy. We really appreciate you taking taking some time to come talk about Charlie and Supernatural with us. Always fun. It's a very nice day to be able to. Uh, it's Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday night. There's no better way to then do to do things you love, right? I completely agree. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Well, thanks very much for having me on. Thanks Thank for you visiting so much. with us. We really enjoy it. Okay, bye. Thanks. thanks. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye. And for our listeners, if you want to stay on, we were going to um, talk about the episode a little bit, so don't leave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> um, we... Uh, I we kind of started a little bit quickly. We didn't. I didn't have a chance to say that um, we don't usually take call-ins while we have a guest. But uh, now that uh, Felicia, uh, our time is done for this time. If you have anything to say or ask or talk about slumber party, the uh, call-in number is three four seven two zero five nine eight zero one. Hopefully everybody listening in on uh, talking to Felicia Day tonight enjoyed it. Uh, it was live on blogtalkradio.com slash media boulevard. You can go back and check us uh, out later on, listen to the archive and any of our other interviews, including our other podcasts with Felicia for her episodes. Uh, she had four episodes, and she's been on here for three of them, which is pretty cool. Uh, you can also find a link to our podcast and uh, on the, our website, winchesterbros.com. You can subscribe and download us through iTunes. Uh, any other supernatural news, uh, Fit to Print is on our website, our Facebook, and our Twitter, all Winchester Bros. Uh, we thank everybody for listening to us and calling in and tweeting us questions and everything else. It's great. And now let's talk about summer parties. A little bit. Oh, um, uh, what you think? Oh, real, uh, real quick before we uh, mention that, I wanted to really quick set, uh, mention our Team Levi auction. Um, it ended um, this week. We did our final auction, and this year we were able to donate four thousand and forty-eight dollars to Team Levi. Um, for those who don't know, Levi is Jensen Ackles' nephew. Um, he has Down syndrome, and every year his family participates in the Down Syndrome Guild of Dallas Buddy Walk, and they raise money to, um, for Down Syndrome research. And so this year we did another fundraiser, and with our auctions, Supernatural Family, you guys are awesome. You rock. Um, you bidded like crazy on our bidded. I don't know. Is that such a word? You bid on our auctions like crazy. And raise, we were able to donate $4,048. So thank you guys so much. 
Oh, yes. They're, um, supernatural families, just, just the best, you know. They, they step up and raise so much for so many worthy causes and at least this one, you know, some auctions. If you were the winning bid, you, know, you got you got a little something too. So it was a win-win all around. <laughs> I think and some really cool stuff was up at auction too. So. so yes, back to the episode. I loved it. I thought it was great. It was so much fun. It was. I love when Vanessa mm-hmm. gives us a fun episode in the middle of all the angst. You know, it's it's good to have a fun episode here and there. Mhm. But you know, even the fun ones have have a point behind them, or, or or have some serious moments or poignant moments. And so I thought this definitely had a few of those too. But there was, it definitely was a a break after last week's episode, kind of a nice thing and lots of feels. And there's one thing about it that um, I, I honestly didn't realize myself watching it. I was reading. Um, a friend on Live Journal's recap, and she pointed out something, and I went, "Oh my goodness!" And we didn't—it's not really something to discuss with Felicia. It's more a, a story decision and possibly a future plot point. Um, but Charlie was helping them, hopefully, fix the Men of Letters bunker computer to look for angels. Well, it doesn't have to look very far since Ezekiel's right there in the bunker. So would that computer have found Zeke if he'd hidden well enough in Sam? Or would all those alerts or whatever, if she had finished doing that project, would have pointed right to Sam? And did she finish the project? I don't Or or if she finished it, did she not teach Sam and Dean how well, to she use was- it? Because the Wicked Witch interrupted. I, 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 you know, she she said that she down, you know, when they went in and they found the big thing on the wall that had Dorothy in it. Which when they went mm-hmm. in there, she said that it should have finished downloading by now. So she, sh- I, I assume from that that she downloaded all of the Men of Letters information that was on that computer onto her little laptop thingy, and. I assume that she would be sharing that with Sam then because he's the one that has the computer. Mm-hmm. Whether mm-hmm. or not Sam is able to get that into that table or whatever, you know, so they can locate computer um, angels, I don't know. But it may at least give them some more, a lot more information from the men of letters. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought, in, I, I thought since they were talking about searching for angels and find them and everything that, there wasn't really much of a reaction from Dean. Maybe he didn't think it would find Zeke either. So I thought, wow, that that could be tricky. <laughs> you know, something I, like that going on. You know, and speaking of Zeke, there were, you know, Sam heard him say Zeke. And mm-hmm. I yeah, I think it's not going to be very long at all till Sam is going to be questioning and get the truth out. I think it's going to be coming soon. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, one one good thing about Supernatural, for the most part, is that they don't they don't drag things out too long. I mean, maybe once in a while, but mostly it's like with this kind of big thing, 
it won't stay a secret forever. It's not going to be all season. I'm sure we'll find out soon, and then there'll be a ton of fallout to deal with afterward that will continue to carry on. But yeah, I mean, I mean, Dean's getting more and more in a corner with this. You know, there's just question of will Sam find out, but when? That's the question. And, and yeah, he said, "See, cause I thought it was so. I thought it was so game and so beautiful to to not try and." like protect himself in this in this uh whole story and, and whatever that he's telling to say to test for Zeke to say you have to choose. Are you going to save Charlie or are you going to um protect your brother and he and, and or catch the witch and he said save Charlie even though it, it might have meant, you know, so many other consequences with letting the witch go. He was like immediately Save Charlie, which I thought was very cool, and I'm very glad that he, he saved her. But yeah, it's getting harder and harder to explain Sam going unconscious for no apparent reason. Right, and you you know you saw Sam pick up his gun from the bed there, so mm-hmm. and he kind of looked at it funny. So mm-hmm. you know, I think he's like, well, how did my gun get over here? You know, and <laughs> I yeah, I think he's. Really, and and he has to be wondering, like, why am I having so many blackouts, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like, and he's having them right in the middle of conversations, you know, mm-hmm. so just sitting around the table, Zeke, you know, Zeke has popped up a couple times, and so, yeah, he has to be thinking something has to be wrong with me, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's fine, maybe he's fine, he thinks, it's, you know, he's had so many head injuries over the years. Maybe he just thinks it's finally getting to it. <laughs> you know that that's too true. He's probably thinking, oh, "Boy, I, I, you know, this would have happened sooner than than later. I'm surprised it took this long for me to start having you know blackouts." <laughs> poor thing. He's getting hit on the head. Um, did you like finally seeing Sam's bedroom? Yes, I did. I did, and the um, and it totally made sense about the fact that he hasn't unpacked and he hasn't made it his home, like mm-hmm. he has. And I, I like that. I like that whole discussion about how he never, you know, he didn't. He doesn't have the memories that Dean does of the home, and I, I really like that. And it totally made sense. And. Mm-hmm. But the end, you know, when we got to where he said, you know, there's no place like home, mm-hmm. I'm I'm really, you know, thinking, well, maybe he's, he means it. You know, he, he's talking about the bunker because mm-hmm. Dean looked at him and smiled. And mm-hmm. that was a nice moment. I I hope he I hope he means it. I mean, I don't think he's gonna switch over completely that quickly. But I think now he's maybe a little more understanding or a little more open to accepting the bunker as home. And he says, you know, he says every time he's tried to have a home, it hasn't worked. So he's absolutely gun-shy about finally accepting the Men of Letters bunker as his home. Um, so I, I, I hope it... I, and I think overall, I think he can accept it because... It is, it is their home, and there's so many good things about it. And, yes, it, you know, 
good and bad has has happened there, but you know they're hunters. It's going to be that way anywhere, and you may as well have a home and a home base and some place you can you can protect and defend and know really well, but still have it be your home. What he needs to do is like Dean is go out and buy his own memory foam mattress, so at least the bed's more comfortable. <laughs> maybe, maybe that would make him feel better. Um, <laughs> Um, oh, and when they said the lab is on the second floor, like, they have a second floor? I mean, I know they have, I know they come down the stairs, but I always thought it was more sort of a loft, and the rest of the bunker may not have had a second floor, but I guess they have different levels. I guess they went all the way down, like basement, dungeon. Now they have a garage, which was really cool, really, really cool. So, yeah, I love how there's just so much more to learn about this bunker. I really want to know, okay, is this underground and goes on for miles, you know, because there's no mm-hmm. windows, so I, I, it makes me think it's underground. And, mm-hmm. yeah, how big is this thing? Is it actually underground there, or is it kind of like magical, you know, that it just goes on forever? <laughs> uh, you know, I want to know more about the size of this thing, because it seems like it's just growing and growing. You know, they've got a garage, they've got a shooting range, they've got these halls and all these rooms, they've got a big kitchen. You know, is there a movie theater? Is there a bowling alley? <laughs> what else is going to find in this place? Yeah. It's like it's Apparently like the TARDIS, you know? It's bigger yeah, on the exactly. inside. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, apparently there's so much to it that they haven't even found, because they didn't know about the garage. And, you know, or else they'd have been parking the Impala in there. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's like, what all is there that they haven't found yet? There's just so much that the riders can do with it, and I love it. Oh, yeah. And I wonder, like, how the garage, how long is the driveway or the road or however it, it is, and where does it come out? Does it come out in a completely different yeah. spot on this kind of hill? I wonder the same thing. You know, and they... I mean, it's plenty big enough for all the cars and, and everything, you know. Um, and I, you know what else I love? It was a little detail, but I love it. Dean, tur- either, I don't think he backed the whole way in, but, but Baby is back in so they can make a quick getaway if they have to. He doesn't have to back yeah. out or turn around. Baby's already facing out. <laughs> And I want to see Dean on Charlie's, uh, not Charlie, Dorothy's bike. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and speaking of, the Tin Man helmet thing, did it have a head in there? You know, it looked like it. You know, was that a decapitated head that she pulled out of her bag on the bike? I was like, oh, my gosh, is that really that creepy? That's what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. She was boy. Dorothy was Dorothy was tough. I mean, I thought she was great. You know, she's hunter and and um, it's very very cool. And yeah, the actress who played her just just great. I mean, she wasn't like overly macho. You know, she was, but she but she was definitely a woman of her time. But she was very competent and very self confident and. Yeah, I thought she was a great character. Let's see Dorothy again. I, 
I completely agree. And I like Felicia's description of her as being a combination of Indiana Jones and Amelia Earhart because that, mm-hmm. that is perfect, perfect description. Yeah, yeah. And also, and I and I, I mean this in the nicest way, and I, I maybe Robbie meant it that way in the performance too. She's very much a she's a dame, and I it's a very 1940s kind of tough cookie kind of persona, like how she calls um, Charlie at the end. She's just so red. You're gonna come help me find my damn dog. You know that's very right. much a kind of dame kind of persona from those those female characters in movies in that time in the 40s and everything. I thought it was kind of fun. I can see her always calling Charlie Red. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it um, it also kind of made me think, you know, it's been 75 years. Unless time moves differently in Oz, I would think her dog is dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but Poor no, like said, maybe time. Yeah, I know. Your old dog, too. Um, oh, oh, because uh, I'm watching it right now, and this scene happens to be on the screen. I think my favorite thing about the whole episode, though, is the callback to that key. You know, that's to what? Back, the key to Oz. Oh, oh call, yeah. You know, in an episode way back, uh, you know, when they mm-hmm. first moved into the Men of Letters bunker. And so when she showed that drawing, I was like, oh, I know that key. I remember that key, you know. And mm-hmm. so I thought it was so cool that they did that, that they went back to an actual thing that we've seen before. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and it's a key because you look at it and you went, hmm, some kind of artifact. Could be magical, you know, could be a curse. And to find out it's the key to Oz. So, right. yeah, I, I love it. I loved it. And... Again, the special effects in this episode. Yeah, Supernatural has the most amazing visual effects crew. Um, Oz looked gorgeous and scary. You know, the part yeah. flying monkeys and then the end was so beautiful with the yellow brick road and gorgeous. I completely agree. It was amazing. Mm. We had, we and, definitely have the best VFX crew. Mm-hmm. And the Wicked Witch. Someone, the actress who played her, I thought she did great. You know, she had no lines, but she was awesome with what she did. Mm-hmm. And I, the, when they're all sitting around the table, um, the witch and Dorothy and the two men of letters in the past, talking about mm-hmm. the things that Dorothy's done to her, and she gives this little smirk, the witch does. It just cracks me up every time I see it. I'm like... That just that little smirk she did. I think it was just awesome. She did so much with a a, a role that has no lines. I thought she was great. Mhm. She did. She someone someone said she looked like Carol Kane in um, the Princess Bride. And ever since I read that, it's all yes. because when I look at her, <laughs> the wild hair and the whole outfit and and everything, and she looks so creepy. But yeah, the Yes, um, she did a great job, great job at that part. And I liked her um, dropping in on Crowley. Of course, she's just looking around, but she she finds Crowley, and I liked their scene together very much. Again, she had no dialogue. It was all Mark Shepard, but 
And you're like, oh, big fan, you know. Tries to right. And I like that he called himself Daddy. Yep. I, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then him whistling somewhere over the rainbow, which is a nice nod to the Wizard of Oz without being too obvious. You know, just right. Uh, it, it, and Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, and then a completely non-obvious song choice to, like, finish off the episode and somebody going off into Oz was ACDC, you know, for those about to rock, we salute you. I thought it was perfect, but you don't oh, usually get, relate that to the Wizard of Oz. And every time I've, I've watched the episode four or five times now, and every time I get to that part, I get chills every time. I love mm. it. it. It it felt like such a classic season one episode, having rock music at the end of the episode again. I just mm-hmm. love it so much. And it's been a Me while too. since we've heard ACDC. So it's like, yay, mm-hmm. it feels like old classic <laughs> natural. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, there's, a, there's a moment at the end of the episode when Charlie's about to go with Dorothy. And Sam seems to be very like excited for Charlie and totally understand how she wants to go on this quest and, and Dean Dean's just worried. He can't even pretend to be happy for her and he just kinda you know, just kinda nods and like like you can just see his face says, This this isn't gonna end well and I'm looks like I'm gonna be I'm saying goodbye to somebody else in my family and I don't know what's gonna happen to them and I thought, you know what? I really liked that moment. Just the Yeah, yeah. Opposite. Um, we have a caller. Oh, oh yay! Has a question. I'm to say yes, yeah, yay. Yeah. Um, hi, yes. Yeah. Hi. Uh, I was when we were talking uh, with my I was talking with my friend. We were saying that Dorothy's shoes came out of one of the bags on the side saddle of the motorcycle. What else are in the cars and in this other side satchel? That's a good question. There's all kinds of cool stuff that they could find in there. I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all kinds of magical things that they found that other hunters have found on their quest. I think that would be cool. Oh, I, I completely agree. That would be a great episode. To, you know, since they went back to the key, you know, they went back to a past to find a past episode for the key. You know, in the future they can have a episode of Sam and Dean finding something in one of the cars or motorcycles or something. I agree. That would be awesome. That would be cool. I really thought that was cool. And, like, I know they've rested, like, Arthur and the round table at certain points throughout the uh, past episodes. It would be cool maybe they did find Excalibur in one of the cars. That would be even better. I like that idea. That is Mm -hmm. great. I like that. That would be really cool. I'd really like (laughs) I don't know if, I mean, it would be kind of, I don't know if they could figure out a way, but... They still have the key. I would like to see Sam and Dean go to Oz. You know, Oz. Didn't Dorothy Oz put it in her pocket? Here. Sorry? Yeah, I started to say, I think, did, didn't Dorothy and Charlotte take it with them? That's what I saw. I thought she put, I thought Dorothy put it in her pocket. Oh, so I thought, I thought they had left it in, in the bunker. So I, I guess, I think, does it I work think, the other way? I think she took it with her, and it probably is her way to get back, I guess. Maybe they find a door in Oz that will take them back to this world, maybe. I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I think that's why Sam referenced always no place like home. That that made it a whole lot better too. Made that entire episode just absolutely perfect. Yes. Yeah, it was a nice little running theme about about home. Mhm. Well, thank you for talking with me. Thanks for oh, calling. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Bye. Okay, that was. I just love this episode all the all the way around, and I cannot wait for next week. I think it's going to be hilarious. It looks like to me it it's going to be a combination of Yellow Fever, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some of their other funny episodes because that preview for next week is just hilarious. Um, you're more optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of would go. Oh, yikes. You know, episodes with German Shepherds, they just, I don't know. I, I love when, Jen, when Jensen does comedy. I absolutely love yeah. when, he and is. I love when, and I love when Jensen is doing Dean, not as big, tough, badass Dean. I love when we can see it different. Mm-hmm. facets of Dean. And Yellow Fever is one of my all-time favorite episodes. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward I like, to it. I like parts of it, but there are parts of it that, that bother me. I have I have issues with actually the more serious parts of it. I mean, the funny stuff, you know, with the screaming and the dog chasing and, and pretty, yeah, yes, I, yes, I yes. think that's all the very funny, but there are other parts that I, I disagree with. So, uh, yeah, I completely yeah. disagree with the way they got rid of the poor ghost guy and yellow fever. That part, mm-hmm. I do not like at all. But the mm-hmm. stuff with Dean being scared and everything is just yeah, right. <laughs> yes, being chased by a Yorkie, which looks like <laughs> might have part two. <laughs> yeah, that's not such a chase, but kind of Dean's nemesis in the in the Yorkie, but um, yes, I mean, next week, it, it has the potential of being like either really, really funny or or not succeeding, but I totally trust Jensen and Jared to take whatever's there and really, really make something something out of it, so I'm I, I, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm still a little bit hmm. <laughs> so, but hopefully, um, they'll you know, I'll be saying, "Boy, was I wrong!" Next week, this is this is a great episode. So, and it's yeah, but written it's, by mm-hmm. Eric Carmelo and Nicole Snyder. I think are writing it next week, and mm-hmm. I think it's this is their first episode that they've written. I could be wrong, but you know, they mm-hmm. they they used to write for the show in the past, and they went and did Ringer, the show with Sarah Michelle mm-hmm. Gellar, and I think mm-hmm. this is their first episode back on Supernatural since Ringer. Okay. Well, um, it's. I think it's interesting, too, because this episode, uh, Slumber Party, was not... So we, we talked about it. It has some... Well, it's fairly a little bit lighter since the last couple of episodes, and next week seems like it's going to be kind of a, a little bit more emphasis on humor. It's interesting that they're scheduled two in a row like that, but who knows? Which makes me the, think that... Yeah there will be some big dramatic angsty ending to it because that's the way supernatural works. Yeah, it it could leave it because it's November and that's usually sweets month 
and they probably won't have an episode the last week of November because that's holiday week, Thanksgiving, but maybe they will. I don't know off the top um, of my head, but yeah, we... Uh, there's a, there, I think uh, we've gotten the information for November 19th is the last mm-hmm. episode we've got information for. Yeah. And yeah. let me pull that. Let me check on that real quick. Okay. Well, we have uh, another caller, so I will put them on while you research. <laughs> okay. Sam, Opie Dean. <laughs> Hello. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. I think uh, actually this episode uh, and this will actually be one of the most important episodes because I believe that Charlie will actually come back from Oz with the knowledge of either how to give the angels back their powers or how to bring down Metatron. Oh, wow. Ooh, I like that, yeah. I think Oz is going to be worried she had to go to actually come back and to actually go to figure out how to help Sam and Dean. I think there's some secret power. I mean, think about it, the ruby uh, slippers or something, you know, some sort of power that she can bring back from Oz. Because think about it, angels can, uh, well, levitate or fly, so can the flying monkeys. So maybe the flying monkeys, as evil as they are, could be some sort of way for them to figure out how to get the angels back in, back to heaven. Hmm. Very good theories. I like them. I yeah, I think so. Sort of like kind of a twisted version of how people in hell slowly turn into a demon. Maybe angels in Oz slowly turn into flying monkeys. I mean, yeah, going exactly, or something like that. Crazy theory. That could be. I just think uh, I yeah. think uh, Charlie will come back, and she'll be the one that actually is able to give Cass back his powers. And I think Zeke is working with Metatron. Oh, I hope not. I hope you're wrong. I, mean, it could be, I hope you're wrong. Yes, I hope you're wrong. <laughs> I, I think he's really trying to, to corrupt good. Sam from the inside out while he's getting full strength. And Metatron oh. actually sent him down with him being one of the ones with only the, pretty much his whole powers to convince Dean to let him help Sam. Well, uh, well I'm going to pray you're wrong because I want... Zeke to be a, a good angel. We've only have good angel we've ever actually really seen was Castiel, and it has to be more than yeah. more than just one good angel. And yeah. you know, I really, really, really hope you're wrong. Well, there was the one good angel that was a female angel. I forget what where her name was, but she ended up uh, kissing and uh, having sex with Dean. Oh, Anna. Anna? But yeah, I believe she ended so. up trying to kill Sam and everything. And True, but she started yeah. out good. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I really, I, I, it'd be nice to have like a like an angel be what he's supposed to be, be what he says he is, and that's and what what Cass kind of backed up that he's a good soldier and a decent angel and is there to help. So. Well, I mean, it's a very interesting theory, and, but I hope you're wrong. I was going to say, but uh, Cass thought the girl that was an angel at that gas station was good, too. So mm-hmm. his judgment about his angel powers ain't exactly foolproof right now. But he, well, uh, 
it seemed to be that he knew Ezekiel. He, you know, he had, he knew who he was and he knew it. Whereas Hale, he didn't know her. He was just going by, you know, she's an angel, so I must help her. She's one of me, one of my kind. And, but he acted like when he told Dean that Ezekiel was uh, good, was a good soldier. He act, you know, he gave the impression that he actually knew him. True. Mm. Well, you thought that about Metatron as well. He didn't know Metatron, but he was just following what he said. Whereas I think with yeah. Ezekiel, mm-hmm. he actually has a path. True. But I could be completely and... wrong. I could be totally wrong. You could be completely right. It's just. Oh no! Well, you know. both of us could be completely wrong too. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Yeah. Very true. Could be a whole third story here. <laughs> yeah, I truly think that out. Charlie's going to have a big role in helping Sam and Dean, though, and it's going to be something from Oz that she brings back is what's going to help the angels or Cass at least. Mm-hmm. Could be. That'd be very interesting twist to have an angelic solution come from. Oz. Yeah, exactly. Well, mm-hmm. well, think about it. The heaven and uh, heaven that has the streets paved with gold. And what does Oz have? The yellow brick road, the gold road. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe That's there's okay. like a little parallel universe there. Mm-hmm. Well, crazier things have happened. Yep. Nope. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling. No problem. Thank you. And we do have another caller, so they've been waiting, so I'm going to put them on. Hello. Hello, caller, Winchester Radio. Are you there? Who, me? Yes. Hi. Yep, you. Hi, I'm Miss Wilma from Winchester Family Business, and I'd oh, like okay. to. Okay, I'd like to ask um, when the two older, well, past people said what her daddy did for her was great, meaning Dorothy. Do you think that meant just making a whole, uh, you know, tableau of 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 books about her, or what do you think that meant? I think that meant something else. It could have. I assume they were just talking about the books that they had written about her and for because her. Because she was a female, right? Dorothy, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. I, I thought that they, you know, he wrote the books, and as Charlie learned, even though Dorothy didn't want to, you know, didn't believe it at first, Charlie, you know, said that they were, he left all kinds of clues and hints in the books for her. And I think that's what they were talking about. Well, I, you know, I hope so. I think Robbie has something else in mind because. I well, I tweeted <laughs> to him and he never responded. But um, what do you think? What, what was the second? Because there were three things. There was the sphere uh, of destiny. 
Then there was that key, and then there was this, like, Fabergé egg that when uh, Dean was going through all of the uh, internals or whatever when he first got to the men letters bunker. And I just think that that might mean something else. That's just my feeling. That it could very well be. It could be totally true. You're you're exactly right. It could be. You know what? I'm I, I'm sorry. I'm older, and I've seen a lot and read a lot and was in the arts, and I just think that I don't know when they say what he did for her. I don't think they just meant writing books about her. Although that would have been, you know, high praise in the 40s or 30s. What was it? 30, 39 was, was okay, so before that, that would have been high praise. But I think when they said what he did for her, I hope, you know, they meant something more, like maybe she's immortal or something. Although I know she was in, in um, a uh, cocoon. So, you know. She wouldn't have aged in the cocoon, so I understand and, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I hope she's immortal. Or he, he, her father did something for her. Mm-hmm. You could be right. Other yeah. than, you know, that's just me. I'm look. I'm mm-hmm. I'm in New Orleans, Miss Wilma. This is Miss Wilma. I'm in New Orleans. I've been here for fifty years, and well, no, I've I've gone elsewhere and went to college. But anywho, I really think that um, something else is going to happen, you guys. Robbie never, you know, leaves us hanging. Mm-hmm. Or he does leave us hanging. He does leave us hanging, and then he surprises us. Mm-hmm. It's true. Robbie, does, I, Robbie huh? does put, Robbie is a great writer, and he does put in a lot of you know, a lot of things into his episodes. So you're very, yeah. you're very right. And on then, that. and then the, and then what, what was left? Because, like I said, what was left was what was that key? I, I tweeted him. He didn't answer, but I tweeted him. What was that key? And he never said anything. And then now this year, yeah, boom, there's the key. And then there's the Fabergé-looking little baby egg. Who knows what that will mean in the future? You know, now that I said it, I guess he's going to, you know, nix it. But I just I always thought when when they said, oh, what her, what her dad did for her, and I'm like, do they really mean just writing a story about her? Because, you know, I think men did that before, you know, and fathers did that to their little girls, especially in the olden days. Mm-hmm. So... That's just my thought. Those are very good thoughts. I like them. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you. Like I said, now, now you know they're going to deny that they even know me, but I'll miss Wilmer for <laughs> my <laughs> <Wilmer> family business. <laughs> the Winchester family business, they're going to deny me, kick out my uh, my my um, uh subscription. But anywho, thank you guys for answering my and I love love Supernatural. Oh, so thank, you're in the right thank place. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, this is the perfect place for you. Thank you so much for calling, Miss Wilma. Thank nope, you, love. Thank you. Thank Goodbye. You. Bye. Bye. Always nice to have callers and their viewpoints and thoughts. I 
Yeah. I mean, I always I love hearing all the different theories everybody has because, mm-hmm. you know, one of us, somebody has to be right. Yeah. 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 Though I, I, I definitely, I definitely want our, our caller about Ezekiel to be wrong. I want him to turn oh, out to yes. be just as uh, yeah. good yeah. as he, as we think he is. Because <laughs> that's Sam he's oh. got. Although it's um, supernatural, so of course nothing is going to go good. So yeah, it's not well, going to end I well. Was, no, and I was I was at the Chicago convention last weekend, and someone asked Jensen what his most challenging scene has been so far in this season, and he said it's coming up. <laughs> I'm like, oh no! I just, just the way he was talking, he said it was really, really hard for him to do, and I, it, I got the feeling it had to do with a lot of emotional stuff and having to bring that up. And I was like, oh dear, this doesn't bode well at all. <laughs> so, yikes! Oh no, it does not sound good. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. And, uh, by the way, I did look it up. The last episode we do have information for is November 19th. I don't want to spoil anybody, so I won't tell the title or anything, but it sounds mm-hmm. like a really good episode. So. Mm. Um, what? Shoot, now I'm coming too fast. I was thinking about the convention, and someone that we think is – Dad has been told that was at Mama Tran. The way somebody was not answering, but answering because they were not answering, it sounded like we might find out they're alive after all. Was it, really Os- was it on Os- during Osric's panel? Uh, you know, I, the weekend is just one big blur. Um, <laughs> I, I think so. I think it was. Because I, I think not... I remember reading your tweets that you tweeted and mm-hmm. reading it through Osric says, like, sounds good for Mama yeah. Tan. And I'm like, oh, yes. I miss more and Tom. <laughs> I want her back on the show. <laughs> I know. I know. And he was like, like he, like he knows not to do spoilers, but he was having a hard time thinking of a way <laughs> to get out of what he gotten himself into and he kept going wah, oh, wah, oh, and I'm like oh you're answering by not answering <laughs> so yeah it was excited of course you know no confirmation but I that's another thing I, I hope is true because we miss Lauren Tom we miss Mama, Tri- Mama Tran and Kevin needs her <laughs> be nice to have some good news I thought the mention of Kevin in this episode was was very funny and, and a little bit sad how he, you know, clutched the angel tablet and kept rocking and just kept repeating falafel over and yeah. over again. <laughs> oh, all the okay. way to Branson. <laughs> okay, that brings up the only complaint I had about the whole episode was, mm-hmm. okay, is the, is the bunker basically in one of those places that is in equal distances to every part of the world because, yes. you know, <laughs> Dean was able to drive to Branson, Missouri and back and apparently, in, you know, with nothing flat, you know, able to bring back lunch and DVDs for Sam and <laughs> on his way back. 
And then, you know, Charlie was able, you know, oh, you know, we need an IT guy. Oh, I'll go get Charlie. Boom, there's Charlie. You know, it's like no time has gone by. Sam was still basically sitting in the same seat with you know, from then. Or, well, Sam, <laughs> Sam came in with her, I think. Sam brought her. But anyway, it's like, yeah. where is, you know, I think the bunker is supposed to be in Lawrence, Kansas, isn't it? And if I, I remember right. And so it's like, how are they able to find where Charlie is and go to Branson, Missouri and back and all that so fast? That's that the only thing I was like. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it is. But it's sort of typical uh, typical TV land, you know, stuff. But, yeah, it's like it's just one of those where you can get pretty much anywhere in about two hours, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, you know, whether it's like the next town over or if you've got to drive to Seattle, it just takes two hours. <laughs> um, I also, uh, that reminds me, can you imagine the Men of Letters bunker was right under Sam and Bean's noses the entire time? <laughs> you know, in Lawrence, yeah. I mean, they, right? On and off. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. But still, it's like, wow, it was it was right there. <laughs> yeah, I kind of. They used to do that all the time, bring around the countryside, but. Yeah. So. Anything else about this episode? I'm trying to think if there anything else. Need to uh, I can't mention. think of anything. I think between us and Felicia, I think we covered it pretty well. Yeah. Um, we talked about Crowley. Oh, it was funny that they gave Crowley a crayon to write with. <laughs> I, I did like that because um, the previous time we'd seen him, you know, give me something to write with. It was a pencil. And I was like, oh, mm. don't give a pencil. That's pointy. That's sharp. No. So I liked it this week. <laughs> gave him a crayon. <laughs> yeah. And as much as I'm enjoying Crowley stuck in the dungeon all chained up, um, that can't last forever. So no. something's got to happen. That Something's got to happen with him for sure. Oh, we we got to see the kitchen. I like that. And um, Dean was complaining because he had just cleaned it. I I like those little moments like that. (laughs) I do too, that little domestic moment. And Sam just looks at him and goes, really? Well, and, and, you know, if you, well, spoken by someone who's actually never cleaned the kitchen probably, Sam, um, I'm fully understand Dean because it never fails. You just finish cleaning, you know, the kitchen or your bathroom or whatever and somebody comes and makes a big mess at it. So I I get it. You're like, damn it, yeah. <laughs> just wasted all that time. So Darn that wicked witch. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I think maybe Sam should take a turn at cleaning the kitchen. <laughs> so is there a laundry room? In the bunker, there would I I would think there would have to be. I would hope. I mean, they've got to wash yeah. the sheets and everything. And hopefully, Dean washed that dead man's robe before he ever started wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a good idea. I think so. But, okay. Um. 
I guess that's it for this episode. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. Okay, and no callers waiting. Uh, Thank you to our callers that checked in tonight with questions and theories. We shall shall see if uh, any of them come true or not. And... Um, Big thank you to thank Felicia you. Day for coming on and chatting mm-hmm. with us again. It's always fun yep. talking with her. This is her third time on our show, so we we love talk, we love chatting with her. Yes, one one or two more times, and she'll she'll have to go into the Hall of Fame podcast Hall of Fame with uh, with Guy B. On <laughs> <laughs> so often. <laughs> yeah, but very cool. No, well, she can come on anytime. Oh, and I think Osric is right behind her, too. <laughs> yeah, Osric's been on, what, two or three times? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. At least, and it looks hopeful for the future. For Osric sometime, too. Um, we hope. Okay. Uh, well, uh, next week's episode coming up in just a couple of days, Dog Bean Afternoon, and... Um, we more than likely our podcast for that episode will be Wednesday. So just a few days from now, uh, we'll be doing our next yeah. podcast. Um, we're all pretty much busy this coming weekend, so we won't be able to podcast, so we'll be doing it Wednesday. We will, When we get it all posted and set up, we will let you know. So just make sure you're following us on Twitter, Facebook, our website for the information. Yep, all of those are Winchester Bros. Um including links to the podcast, past podcast archive. Also, um, if you want to go way back, you can search Blog Talk Radio, Winchester Radio. But uh, for the past few years, it's been Media Boulevard, um, all full of lots of good interviews and good discussion. Um, Find us at iTunes as well. Just a little reminder, you can subscribe and download through there. Always find links to the podcast and uh, any any current charity uh, movements, uh, all the news, ratings, etc. for the episodes in the season and related to the actors and actresses that have been on the show, WinchesterBros.com, Facebook and Twitter, Winchester Bros. And there's a, there's a whole lot of likes and follows out there and we are just thrilled. I mean, well over 100,000 in those places and and on in Facebook, we're, we're, we're nearing 200,000 on Facebook. We're at 171,000 on Facebook. So, yeah. Holy, a lot, holy cow. A lot of you guys out there, and we really appreciate it. Thank you for following mm-hmm. us. Thank you so we much. Will, we will try to make sure we keep you all updated as best we can. Oh, yes. And thank you to everybody who tweeted questions and things for Felicia tonight. Thank you, Becky. Vinny, we miss you. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll be back next next time. And I guess that's it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Okay, thank you. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. Oh, if you're, if you're in the U.S., don't forget to change your clocks tonight. <laughs> Fall back. <laughs> One hour. <laughs> don't want you to miss Supernatural or the podcast next week. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Good night. Bye, everybody.